0: Winx Things Podcast. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, I have to say this. Well, I don't have to, but I'm vain, so I'm going to. Uh, please subscribe. <laughs> subscribe to uh, this on Radio.com. Favorite it. Uh, subscribe. And then also on iTunes. I'm trying to put these out once a week, as I've told you. Uh, I'm doing an okay job of that right now, so we'll try to continue. I want to talk about Miller Park today a little bit, and we're going to go down to Miller Park and uh, for a soccer game. Club Pachuca? Is that even CF Pachuca? FC Pachuca? Pachuca FC? One of the teams from Liga uh, MX, the Mexican Soccer League, took on Club Leone. So two Mexican sides who are competitive, but they're not like, it's not Chivas. It's not one of the top clubs. Uh, it's not Club America. It's not one of these clubs. They're two clubs that played at Miller Park on Wednesday of this week. It's the third time in four years that Miller Park is at a soccer game. The last couple of years, there's been an English Premier League side and then a Mexican side, but this year it's the two Mexican teams, so you wonder, all right, what's that going to draw? The first year was some 31,000, the second year in the mid-20s. This one ended up drawing about 18,000. Uh, Club Pachuca, CF Pachuca, Pachuca beat Leon 3-1. to one. And what was a fun game. It was 0-0 at halftime and then 3-1, the final. And I went this time, 18,000 people did. And I went this time as a member of the working media, which essentially meant I wanted to go to the game, didn't want to buy a ticket, wanted to sit in the AC. Also meant some of the people that I went with in years past weren't able to go or moved away. So I didn't have anybody to go with this time. They started it in 2015, went with my family, Got very drunk. 2016, that's when the Five Long Island Challenge was born, where I tried to drink five Long Islands in one sitting. I did that. I don't remember going home. I did have a designated driver, so no worries about that. But this time, I just wanted to soak in the soccer experience, and I really did that. I just think it's so cool that you can have sort of Mexico, and this is what it was like. It was like Mexico came to Miller Park for the night. The two Mexican sides There's a strong Mexican population in Milwaukee. Some of these guys love these two teams. We'll talk to one of those guys in a moment. I just thought it was so cool. I know it's kind of in vogue for some to not want anyone from any other country to ever live here ever. I just think that's wrong. It's just, it's so cool to see another culture really take over Miller park this week. So Hopefully they can continue to do stuff like this. It did appear to be a success. The big sort of elephant in the room with this game was that Landon Donovan was actually on Club Leone when the teams were announced. And then for whether it was his side or Club Leone or a little of both, he's no longer on the team. So that was the draw, Landon Donovan, if you weren't a fan of these Liga MX teams. That was the draw. He didn't come. But it was still a great night. And I'm just as interested in the game itself as I am seeing Miller Park look like something else. Look like a soccer field on a baseball diamond. There's so much they have to do. They added extra grass. They took the mound away. They took the pitching mound away. Which is so cool to see. I think that is worth the price of admission alone. So this is kind of the week that was at Miller Park. Uh, We're going to start. We're going to talk to Rick Schlesinger. He's the COO of the Milwaukee Brewers. He's had a hand in putting these games together. We'll talk to him uh, before the game started. Michael Betcher is the groundskeeper, the head guy at Miller Park. He's responsible for all this. We'll get his thoughts on what it's like and the challenges that are presented when you do put together a game like this, where you have to take a baseball diamond and turn it into a soccer field. It's one thing to do it in like a rec center or an elementary school. This is for major league baseball with then professional teams playing. So that was fascinating to talk to him. And then the night of the game, I walked around the stadium a little bit and just stuck a microphone in a few people's faces. Some that were there just because they like soccer. One kid, this kid blew me away. Loves club Leon and what a treat it was for him to see his team. So we'll go and we'll talk to Rick Schlesinger. We'll talk to Michael Betcher, And then we'll talk to some of the kids uh, and people that I talked to the night of the game. And that will make up the podcast. I I just think it was a really cool game. I I hope they continue to keep doing stuff like this. I think anytime you can take a park and make it something else, that's why the hockey winter classic is so successful. That's why when college, even if college football teams play in pro stadiums, that's why that's so successful. I just think the novelty of it, I don't know if that'll go away. Uh, I would still pay to see Miller Park be a soccer field anytime it happened. Although this year I did not pay because I got in as a member of the working media. So some of the people I talked to throughout the week, a very fun week and and a very fun game. And I can't wait for them to do it again, which I presume they will. 18,000 people people for Club Leone and Pachuca on a Wednesday night in summer when the Brewers are also playing, I think that is incredible. I think Milwaukee did a great job, and you guys, uh, if you went, you should be proud of that. So we'll kind of chronicle the week, and uh, it's the Wink Things Podcast. All right, here with Brewers COL Rick Schlesinger. Now, as far as this game, this is going to be the third of three in four years. There was no game last year. I really missed it. How did this all start, though, the, the, the idea to bring soccer to Miller Park?
1: Well, you know, we're always looking to to bring different activities and events to Miller Park. You know, it's the people paid for this ballpark, and obviously the primary reason it's here is because of the brewers. But there's a lot of dates available to do other things, so whether it's a concert or bowling or weddings or other exports events. This this made sense. Soccer, obviously, very popular. Uh, you know, we, we obviously have to fit within the schedules of these teams that are touring in the United States and aligning the matches, and obviously having to make the economics work. And, you know, the fact that we've done it twice before successfully makes it easier, frankly. And, uh, you know, so it's just a lot of hard work by, by our Vice President of Business Development, Andrew Pauls, and his folks in figuring out the schedule, figuring out the economics and making sure everything gets done.
0: I was in the stands for the first two and I remember the buildup for both from what I heard from people was oh, I'm not going it's soccer at Miller Park and then I get here and it's packed so clearly there's an appetite for it do you expect that with the year off with Nolan and Donovan who that got cut like the day after you guys announced it do you expect that appetite to still be there
1: yeah I think there's no question that uh, you know different factors will take you know will take into consideration about attendance and certain teams have appeal the fact that we have two you know top uh, Mexican teams I think has a lot of appeal Uh, we're expecting a crowd similar to what we had for the uh, Atlas Newcastle match back in 2015 Uh, it's a it tends to be a late buying crowd so obviously the last two times we do this we had a lot of people buying in the last 48 hours before the match we'll see that trend continue I suspect Uh, so you know we're very pleased with what we're gonna see and and uh, again Um, It's a great atmosphere, and it's also a good place to showcase Miller Park to fans who often are not coming here for baseball games. So if you're a diehard soccer fan, but you're not a baseball fan, you come to Miller Park, you're going to hopefully have a good experience and say, you know what, maybe I'll come to a game. So it's a good marketing vehicle for us, not only for Miller Park, but also for Brewers baseball.
0: I think for me, a lot of the allure as a soccer fan is, yeah, watching a soccer game in Milwaukee, but just the... Just seeing a baseball stadium where you are dozens of times a year as a soccer field that, that's a huge it's, it's cool it's a huge feature
1: yeah no it, it, people are always surprised because you know they're used to seeing a baseball diamond obviously and and so when we reposition it for something else uh, yeah people people get a kick out of it and they you know they don't realize how much work goes into making sure that it looks good but uh, the reality is is it's uh, at the end of the day it's making sure you have a good grass. And making sure you have a great grounds crew team to put it together, and we have both that. Kind okay, of a personal question: Are you a soccer guy yourself? Yeah, I'm. I have been a follower of the EPL. I have a my team is Newcastle United. Okay. Um, so I follow I follow you know soccer, and I've been following the World Cup, obviously. And uh, it's yeah, it's a great sport. Uh, it's a great sport to watch live. It's much better live than it is on television, in my view. And you, you realize how athletic these guys are, and how how much is going on without the ball. Um, and I, saw, I say that about baseball, too. There's a lot going on in baseball without, without the ball being in play, but yeah. people don't realize it. Soccer, same thing. There's a lot of strategy and, and athleticism that goes on when, you know, it's not just one guy touching the ball.
0: I was having that conversation before this started, this press conference. Yeah. A 1-0 game in baseball is thrilling if you know why. Same with soccer. A 1-0 game in soccer is thrilling, but you – kinda gotta know why I think.
1: Yeah, I think you know, the, the more you know about the sport, the more you appreciate the, the the you know, the cadence, the strategy. It is a low scoring game. Um, it's but it's incredible activity and it's fun. But you're right, a one to nothing game in baseball can be one of the most exciting games of baseball. Same thing with a soccer match. So it's not how many goals you score, it's what goes on to get to those goals. About Newcastle, can I ask when and why that started for you? My son is uh, a Newcastle fan, and we don't, we're not really sure why, but he's been a Newcastle fan for 10 years, so I kind of adopted them, and he's, he's followed them through thick and thin. They got relegated a few years ago. They came back, and, and so I've just adopted them, and, and uh, he's happy when they win, so you always want your kids to be happy. I got into West Ham myself. I lost a, or I won, I won. I won a
0: poker tournament in Vegas against a guy from England. I said, who do you like? He said, we're never good, we're never bad, we're always in the middle, of West Ham. Yeah. I said, okay, works for me. What's wrong with that? So we went with that. Rick, thanks, and excited for uh, Wednesday.
1: Thank you for having me on.
0: Strolling down to the uh, field now where preparations are underway. Uh, Michael Betcher here, uh, groundskeeper at Miller Park. So this is a little bit different than what you're typically accustomed to. When you first got the assignment a couple years ago that, yeah, we want you to turn this into a soccer
2: field. Was that like cool or was that the opposite of that? Uh, You know, I think it was a bag of mixed emotions on that one. Uh, You know, I I love baseball. I love preparing a baseball field for our baseball team. Um, But, you know, as the stadium that we are, you know, we do be turned into a multi-use facility. And, uh, you know, I think it was a challenge that we were willing to take on. Um, as we as we get faced with these. And I think, uh, you know, this is uh, similar to the years previous. We take on the challenges we need to and uh, transform the field as needed in this situation to over to a soccer pitch. Because sometimes, uh, are you a soccer fan? I uh, can't say that I watch too much soccer, but can't say that I'm not a fan either. Y- y- I love soccer. You can call it a field. It's fine.
0: Okay. A lot of people like, oh, you got to say pitch. You can call it a field.
2: Yeah, you know.
0: Or nil nil or soccer match. You can call it game. You can call it a field.
2: I think our this is your field. Fellow fellow soccer uh, groundskeepers would may, probably maybe prefer me to call it a, a pitch. So I think oh well, we'll
0: they're obnoxious it. then. I don't. <laughs> we don't need to deal with that. But it is. I mean, you guys do different events here, like concerts specifically, or when people come and throw tents down and sleep overnight. <laughs> and I think some of that is all right. Well. Lay down, you know, to protect the field, but the field's still there. This is unique because you actually have to change the field. I look at home plate; it is not home plate. It's grass. The mound is—it's down. It's gone, which I'm sure the pitchers won't like. But it's—it's—it's it's, it's down. How different is this event compared to the other ones you have to to prepare for?
2: You know, I think each event has its different impacts. This one, obviously, very impactful on our infield surface, clay surfaces especially. Um, so yeah, the excavation of the mound definitely uh, a stress uh, as we put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into that piece of clay for a long, for a lot of hours throughout the season. Uh, but you know, I think each event has its different stresses and challenges associated with it. And with the, the clay being uh, disturbed on this one, it definitely will provide us challenges bringing it back to baseball on the backside here. And so, um, you know, but we work through. It. We try to do our best to make sure that there's zero impact. Uh, that the players are going to notice when they return here from All Star Break in, in about 10 days.
0: Uh, could there be any situation where there's a liner to short and it bounces funny and they can say, that's because of the soccer game? Gosh, I hope not.
2: <laughs> uh, it's, you know, we're going to do as many. Yeah, they're good. That person would be fired. Yeah, yeah. so uh, we're going to try to really uh, not have that sort of situation occur. Um, it obviously presents its challenges greatly. and good probability for that to happen but we've got a lot of safety checks in place from now until when we uh, the players step back on the field uh, next week to make sure that doesn't happen
0: Michael what would you say is uh, the more challenging process making it into the soccer field or making it back into a baseball field
2: um, I think uh, bringing it back to baseball is gonna have probably be its most challenging uh, aspect just because we're going to be shaping that six and a half tons of clay on the mound as it comes back in it in loads of, uh, of a half a ton at the time, you know, we're, we're going to have to mold that, compact it and shape it, um, and then bringing the clay back in on our infield surfaces, making sure our transitions are within a fraction of an inch the way they were when we left, uh, I think so. Coming back to baseball uh, and molding the field back to where we need it to be will have it's probably its biggest challenge um, versus on the front side where we're just ripping it out, you know. Um, it, the, the backside definitely has its more intricacies uh, to bring it back to to right. How is it throughout the season if
0: they play a series here against the Braves, okay, as they did last weekend, and then they're off for three days? Maybe they come back. How uh, how hard is it to keep the field as good as it was when that series started in between those days throughout the season? What what's the process like
2: uh, throughout the season? I I think you know the the daily stuff you see the. The conditioning of the clays, the, the constant leveling, the grooming of the clays, and, and obviously you see the mowing, the patterns and stuff on the grass. The things that you don't see from homestand to homestand is the constant cultivation, um, you know, just nurturing of the turf surface. Um, if our clay surfaces get a little bit out of whack, then what we like, you know, we're, we're, re, we're re-gauging, we're, we're calculating what we need to adjust. Um, And so that's ongoing throughout the entire season. So running in the background while this whole thing's going on We're doing steps to make sure our baseball field is ready for this next homestand So I think there's there's a lot of stuff happening in the background always in terms of getting the, the turf ready Fed properly cultivated properly so that it's ready to handle the wear and tear of the continuous throughout the season Are the Brewers gonna trade for Machado? That's a great question for somebody else. Uh, <laughs> that, that's fine. You know, if, if he ends up here, we'll try to have the field ready for him. So, uh, But I think that's a great question for somebody else at this point.
0: I'm literally asking every person that works here. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, no, thank
2: you. Thanks for coming on out. So
0: those interviews were done, I should mention, on Monday. Those were done on Monday of the week, two days before the game was to be played. Uh, The real interesting part about this from a press perspective, too, was that none of the players or coaches spoke English. Which, And I want to learn Spanish. That's an ongoing I want to. That's an ongoing New Year's resolution I have for myself every year, and then I never do it. But I have to get motivated to do that. I have to do it. Uh, I think it would be so invaluable in so many different areas, especially I've wanted to do this since I was a soccer referee. There's Sometimes I ref games. They're speaking another language. I'd like to know what they're saying about me. So that'll be something I still try to do at some point, I would hope. But none of the coaches – oh, one coach, the Pachuca coach, actually did speak English. Uh, you know, hard to understand a little through the accent. So while we interviewed them and went through the translator and the Brewers did a good job to make sure we had that available – uh, it, it's still, it's kind of hard to understand what they're saying. They did like the field. They said, yeah, well, I mean, it's a baseball field. We could tell, but they did a good job and they were impressed at the, uh, the fans. They were impressed. The fans showed up for the practices. They didn't think there was going to be a huge crowd. And the fact that there were 18,000 did kind of take them by surprise. Club Leon and Club Pachuca. I mean, if you, they don't I didn't think they had that big of a following, but there are people here that do like those teams specifically. And we'll talk to one of those guys coming up. So uh, this will now be Wednesday right before the game. I don't have any game action for you. I didn't call play-by-play. I didn't do any of that kind of stuff. But just to get a look and, and a listen to some of the fans that went there and always good to meet people when you walk around the ballpark. All right, so the game's about an hour from uh, kicking off and people are trickling in. I'm not sure exactly what the attendance will be, but I think the Landon Donovan thing might have hurt a little bit. Uh, Will's here with his son Chandler. Will, you big soccer guy, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Have you gone to the other two games that were here?
3: Been to both uh, other two games. Good. These good of seats? No, we're up a little bit higher. So this is the best seats that we've had.
0: Will is right by he's three seats off of where Sophia sits during the uh, actual baseball game. So he's got a good view of one of the goals. I, the last time I came here as a fan, the last two times, and I sat in the 200s, yeah. which is a good view. But I think if they do something like this, I think it's cool to come and see this view.
3: You must feel the same way? No, absolutely. I think this is great. Being this close, being able to you know, see the action. Just telling Chandler here we gotta pay attention, the balls may be coming. Can't keep it, he's gotta throw it back.
0: Yeah, there's no net now today either. Alright, Chandler, what's your story? How old are you?
4: Eight years old. Where do you go to school? Um, Meadowview Elementary.
0: Okay, now have you been to these games with your
1: dad before? Is your first time? This is my first soccer match.
0: Yes. What do you play? You- You're wearing a jersey. What position are you? I play defense and midfield. Are you any good? I'm good at defense and good at uh midfield too. Better at defense, it sounds like yeah, better defense. I like defense. I've played goalie, but when I didn't play goalie, I played defense because I like being able to see everything. So and then I like being like the last guy to stop it have you ever scored a goal though yes you have yes what was that like for you um good good feeling yeah good feeling good stuff uh-huh. do you have a do you guys have a favorite team i mean how much soccer do you watch outside of playing
4: uh, i watch a lot
2: and
4: um um my team is england
0: Today.
3: England
0: lost. So this soccer game is happening. We're about not even four hours since they lost in the World Cup. Have you been watching a lot of the World Cup? Not that much. What about your dad? Have you been watching. Watch it all the time. Did you root for England?
3: I yeah, did root for England. It
0: sucked having to root for someone else.
3: It, it did stink that you know the U.S. didn't make it, but my grandmother came over from England, so we got ties to England, so it's easy for us to root for them when the United States was out. So who are you rooting for in the final? France or Croatia? Uh, I mean, I mean France, they're probably gonna win the whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. As far as a club team, is there a club team you like? Yeah, Everton's my team.
0: Why did you get into Everton?
3: I have no idea. Uh, once uh, they started showing the EPL on uh, Fox Sports Net or Fox yeah. Soccer or whatever, I just started watching it and I uh, just kind of fell in love with that team. and. Um, been fans of them since. They had Howard there, was he there? Yeah. And they had another American
0: or two for a while. Yeah,
3: they had Donovan there. Yeah,
0: so it was like this is America's EPL team, and then I think all those guys left. Yeah. I root for West Ham. Okay, sorry. Well, they're never bad, but they're never good.
3: <laughs> That's about as bad as Everton.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're never like, I don't know. I wish they would do what they do in England here. The promotion relegation stuff. Do you
3: watch a lot of MLS or no? Uh, some. Um, I try to watch it in the evenings on Sundays if they have it, whatever the late game is, because there's always something going on. But uh, it's you know EPL is just Saturday mornings getting up, watching it. You know, you're done and during the football, NFL football season, two soccer games Sunday morning right into the NFL. It's the best thing ever. The MLS I got into
0: and I rooted for Portland, but. Once the US didn't make the World Cup, I think a lot of that is because of the MLS. I think some of those guys staying here hurt, so I'm bailing on the MLS completely. Unless they ever get promotion relegation. And you gotta support it no matter what. I don't want to. You should though. I went I went to a fire game once. It was so boring.
3: I believe it. 0-0. Zero,
0: zero. It's because it's a Chicago team. Yeah. That was <laughs> Alright, good luck. I hope you catch a ball, dude. Okay. You have to give it back. Okay. That's what your dad says. If you catch a ball honestly, take it, run up the stairs, and just leave. Get out of here and keep it, okay? Have fun, dude. Okay. Over here uh, near midfield talking to Paul. Paul, so you're here with your opa, you says. That's correct. You've been to the last two. This There wasn't one last year, but there's a game here at Miller Park again this year. I, I do feel like there's a little less buzz this time around.
4: I would agree with that, which is kind of unusual considering the World Cups here um, this time of year. But the less buzz, I, that that's tough to figure out the reasoning why for that. But looking at the parking lot, getting the vibe today, I think yeah, that could change your mind a little bit because the day of, I'm getting a little bit bigger of a buzz okay. from players and former coaches and former players that I know growing up with. Because
0: so. I was at the last two that they had, and for me, the guys that I was with have either moved or have kids and didn't want to come. So, like, in my really tiny circle, there was no buzz. But I do see as people start to get in here, yeah, I can be convinced of that. I think the Landon Donovan thing not playing was part of it too. But as I was talking to another guy earlier, this is this is soccer where a baseball field should be. I think that's really
4: cool. Yep. No, I, I 100% agree. It's kind of, I mean, you look at the first two years, they had kind of, major clubs that have more worldwide recognition from like the the Chivas and all those clubs I think it's good getting different clubs in here from Around the world I would say I mean you could tell the fans are that's why it's the world's most popular sport I mean they're they're following their teams wherever you go whatever the team is So it's good getting that different environment in here.
0: Yeah, imagine being a Club Leone fan and then having them in Milwaukee I think that is very cool. Who's your team? You know what, I'm a German guy.
4: I support Bayern Munich, so okay. I, I follow them. I, I highly doubt they'd come in here, but they usually do uh, trips a, in Chicago, but coming up to Milwaukee would be completely They were good. here
0: against Man United years ago. Yeah, I went to that game, but it was like both of their C squads. It was really, it's, you know. Even when they bring their B and
4: C squads, it's cool to see the environment yeah. because the environment that they train in, the coaching, the it's it's all the same. It's just like the players that are on like the reserves, but it's Have you ever gone to Germany? I was there in 2006 with my opa visiting his family there and we went to a couple of games there, so it was pretty cool.
0: I was there in 02 on a senior trip. I didn't go to a game, but I believe Bayern and Manchester played in a Champions League game, I think. Because I didn't go I didn't go to the game, but to see the environment on the street. On one side of the street there were Munich fans chanting. On the other side there were Man U fans, and I was 18 at the time, and I thought that was amazing. I would love to see that environment here, but I, I just I don't know how you get there because the MLS is trash, and uh, I don't know how you get there. Well, they're trying their best,
4: bringing professional teams over here, and it's 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 tough. It's tough, especially Milwaukee, and when you got Chicago right down the road, it, it, it's tough to do that because they got more. Stadiums that can hold a bigger atmosphere. That's more an exciting soccer atmosphere. I mean, they're trying they're doing their best here But it's it's just the environments different. So enjoy
0: the match. Thank you. Appreciate it I found some guys that are Club León fans. What's your name? Aaron. Where do you live? Here in Milwaukee. Okay, how long have you been following Club Leone? It's been a while. I don't know ever since I could start watching television. My parents would let me watch the games and then was did they like this club, or was that you just got into it? Uh, my whole family follows the team. They're still outside tailgating, but they should be in a while. So you find out Club León of all teams, is going to play at Miller Park. I mean, I think you guys would have had to get tickets within as soon as they went on sale. We got tickets opening day, yeah.
3: <laughs> we As soon as I found out, a rushed over here after school, and I was like, okay, let's get the tickets. Let's go.
0: Now, are they going to go with most of their... Premier guys or are you going to kind of see like the B team? Mm, not sure. Hopefully we get to see um, some of our favorite players, but I'm not sure how they're going to go. Yeah. How good is Club Leon? Are they going to compete? Are they? I think I think they're
3: amazing. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to go. I think they're going to be able to win. Yeah. All
0: right. I'll let you support get that flag up. Have fun tonight, guys. Thanks.
3: Thanks.
0: Walking away from those guys. Oh my gosh it's unbridled joy on that guy's face i was i was interviewing him like in between me and the field so he's sitting down and then i was uh i was kind of locking his view. and then the club Leone team comes out on the field and these guys start geeking out i mean that's what's really cool about this you do have fans here uh for club leon and pachuca you've got you've got fans of these teams and they're able to see them it's like if you oh, i don't know lived in denmark and you found out the Packers were going to play there in an exhibition you would go insane Just just to see your team. Yeah, this game doesn't count for anything and you standing wise but The impact that it will have I don't know how many people that come here casually like the first couple people I talked to are gonna be Club owned fans. I don't know if that happens But for the guys that are Club owned fans. I mean man That kind of gives me goosebumps I, kind of, I think it really does. It kind of gives me goosebumps this game. Now he has left the seat where I've talked to him. He is down on. He's almost on the field. He's down on the last step. They're waving at the players. That, that's really cool. That's really cool. Looking forward to it. I hope Miller Park can keep doing games like this. Uh, I'm glad for these two fan bases. It's these two teams. I would love to see West Ham here someday. Uh, hint, hint to my boy Rick Schlesinger. And uh, you know, we'll see. This is fun. This is cool. And if you weren't out here, uh, you really are missing out. This is another Winks Things podcast. Bar Winkler, thanks, guys, for listening. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, radio.com, iTunes, all that jazz. Please, help my numbers. Uh, I don't care if you don't listen to it, but uh, just press play so that I can beat Tim and Tausch. I'm getting real tired of those guys. All right. Go Croatia.